Hi everyone, welcome to Realtor Talk with me, Lloyd Rosales-Cox. This is the first episode of this podcast, which is more of a podcast at this time. And as you can probably see on your screen, I've got my esteemed colleague, Mr. Liam Jeffrey here with me. Esteemed, I like that. How's it going, Lloyd? You okay, Matt? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. How are you doing? Yeah, good. You enjoying uh, some, some downtime during quarantine? Yeah, I am. I mean, I've actually been quite productive. This is just one of the projects I guess I'm working on at the moment. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's been a bit of a different time. How are you finding it? Yeah, it's good. I think, well, it's not good, but I mean, I'm, far, I'm trying to use it as effectively as I can. I finally managed to get through my CRM. So I've cleaned up all my buyers were on there that I hadn't spoken to for a long time. Uh, I'm just trying to get organized because I think this isn't going to last forever. So I want to make sure I've got a step up once the situation calms down, whether it be one month, two months, three months, even six months. I don't know. Not, I don't think anybody knows at the moment. But once it does, I want to make sure that I'm ready to service those people that are serious and uh, you know still interested in, in buying property. So I want to make sure I'm on top of everything. Exactly. So if you're watching this for the first time, just to, just to clarify, um, this is a a podcast more about the real estate market here in Dubai, but also all over the world. And we'll be doing chats with agents like Liam or other people related to the real estate industry, whether it be mortgage brokers, interior designers, anything like that as well. But today we're going to be obviously talking with Liam um, about what he's up to and about the property market here in Dubai and mainly the projects that he really likes here in the real estate market, whether it be, small apartments or massive mansions that he deals with. So we're just going to have an insight into that from someone who's one of the top agents here in the city. So uh, Liam, first question, obviously, yeah. everyone wants to know, are you a, uh, a trousers man whilst you're doing Zoom? Or are you just... Uh, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm shorts. I'm shorts. I've had, I always wear shorts in the house, so I'm not going to change. No, see what I'm wearing. Do you know what? A funny story. Before I came to Dubai, um, I had a, a Skype interview with uh, one of the directors at the previous company I worked at. It was seven and a half, seven years ago now. Um, and I remember it was 7.30 on a Sunday morning because obviously we were four hours behind. And yeah, I was, I was really late for the meeting. Literally just put a shirt on and had my boxes on underneath. Um, <laughs> That was my first Skype meeting. Yeah, I remember that. James Ellison, really good guy. But yeah, good yeah, job. I, think, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I actually put a collared shirt on today for the first time. I know, time I thought that. Did. I was thinking if I put a shirt on or not. I feel a bit underdressed now. <laughs> ah, it's all good. <laughs> anyway, we'll get to the property talk. So the first thing I wanted to ask you for is basically yeah. your opinion on different categories of property. What would you buy yourself? So... The first one I want to talk about is like a studio or a one bed yeah. for under a million, which is what a lot of investors ask us, small ticket yeah. size in comparison. Um, what would be your choice and recommendation to people? Look, I mean, there's so much to choose from. It's, it's really difficult. Everyone's got their own um, key points that they look out for. Um, but for me, one of the, the most important things is... Um, is having something unique and something that stands out because there is a lot of supply in Dubai and there's a lot more that's going to come. Obviously there might be some delays now with what's happening uh, across the world, but I think you've got to have something that's unique and, and something that stands out. 
Uh, and for me, that's the reason that I've decided to, to go for the uh, Signature Living project by the Green Group. Mm-hmm. And I, I know that you know, we've discussed it before, it's actually a project that I'm considering uh, purchasing myself. Uh, I think they're just really good guys behind the development team. And uh, I certainly trust them and trust what they're doing. And, and the way that they stand out is that they have um, a focused on, on energy conservation as well as quality. So they've got amazing quality of finishes. Um, they've got a big cut on the energy with solar use. They've got energy efficient LED bulbs and nest thermostats and standard. And they've really thought about the end user. So they've, for instance, they've got these, uh, these coffee machines. I know you've tried them out yourself. The same coffee machines that they use in, I think Google and Facebook headquarters. Yeah, that's right. Um, it's amazing, right? So all the residents, anytime they go into lobby, they can get free coffee. And you just don't see that anywhere else in Dubai. And I think it's going to be really good. Um, they've really thought about the end user and the tenants. So for an investor, I think it's going to be really easy to rent out these apartments. Um, they're going to have free Wi-Fi. They've got a squash court. Um, yeah, it's just a re- it's what Dubai should be i think it's what you'd expect i think from people around the world when they think of dubai they think of a really high tech high quality uh, development and to be honest you don't see that a lot in dubai there isn't much of that so yeah signature signature living by the green group is a project that i would recommend and do recommend they've got um studios just over four thousand square feet and you can get 8% 8% yield on them, guarantees for three years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, no, so what would you what would you say is better if, like, I know you were looking at, at the properties there for yourself. Do you think a studio is better or do you think a one bed in that particular project is, is a better investment for someone? So, obviously, with the studios, you've got the guaranteed rental, which is always good for a lot of people in Dubai. They don't want to be too hands-on. Um, they're obviously busy or perhaps they're traveling or, or they might even be overseas themselves. Um, so that's good. Three years, uh, 8% return. It's amazing. Um, one bedrooms are also really good. I think it's very tough to decide between studios and one bedrooms. The discussion that we was having uh, about the project were I was thinking maybe the studio is a little bit too small because the quality of the project is, um, aim towards someone like myself um, and for me, I don't know many of my friends that would live in a studio. They would always go for a one bedroom. So it's difficult. If you want the guaranteed returns, I'd say the studio and you, you definitely, you know, you definitely be able to rent them out. But I think the one beds, um, I don't know, maybe they, they're going to be more in demand. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Definitely. And definitely I agree in that, there's a lot of projects out there which might have, you know, one feature that's a bit unique uh, for that development, but Signature just has like a list of them that yeah. you're really going through them, which you just don't have in, in other projects. And <coughs> it's completely tailored for the end user, which is perfect for any investor wanting to find a tenant to, to live in their property. Exactly. Yeah, you've got a unique selling point amongst the thousands and thousands of apartments that you could buy. you're looking at something with uh, something that's going to stand out and attract really good tenants. Exactly. Okay. Um, So that's your choice then basically for the, the studio or the one bed. If you're going to look for, or an apartment, 
over 1 million uh, dirhams, which yeah. building or which property would you be, be looking to go for? Well, I've, I will probably go for something that's way over 1 million because we are in Dubai, so we have to, we have to always think about the biggest and the best. And for me, the next best, best, biggest iconic structure in Dubai has to be the Royal Atlantis. I think yeah. you can compare this to the Burj Al Arab and the Burj Khalifa, um, Emirates Towers. It's going to be an iconic structure. Although it's only 43 stories high, I think, um, it's just the scale of the, of the place. I don't know if you've been, I'm, I'm sure yeah, you've been. Yeah, yeah, I've been there. I went up actually into well, one of the top penthouses and just saw the view over the palm and yeah. it was simply incredible. Cool. You don't unless, like it. Yeah. Unless you've been to the project and you've seen it from the outside. So if you imagine the, the Atlantis, the view from the top, there's, there's a few videos of the, um, one of the suites, which is right at the top of the Atlantis. And the view is incredible because you can see all of the fronds of the palm coming yeah. out of the mirror. And obviously you've got the marina skyline as well. But it's almost double the height of that. Yeah. So it's going to be insane. So definitely that project for me is going to be crazy. There is, I've done a little bit of research for you. So there's going to be 13 restaurants. Five of them will be celebrity uh, restaurants. Um, Gordon Ramsay, uh, Heston Blumenthal is going to do another one. I, I think obviously there's another uh, couple of really good um, celebrity chefs. I think Michelin Star as well, one or two perhaps. Have Michelin Star. There's the world's largest, again, we're in Dubai, so we're looking at the biggest and the best, largest jellyfish tank, which will hold <laughs> over 2,000 jellyfish. Really? Um, yeah. I didn't Love know jellyfish. that. So. Yeah, so there you go. You learn something new here. Um, okay. They've got over 90 swimming pools. So a lot of the apartments in there actually have their own yeah. private swimming pools. Um, there's also a 90-meter infinity sky pool on the 22nd floor. So you okay, yeah, no. I've seen that. I think Hakkasan is going to be at that, that sky pool. So oh that, that's what I understand. I, yeah, definitely be the best part of that project is the fact that you can order food from all those restaurants to your doorstep, I think. Yeah, I just can't even the think. lifestyle there is just going to be second to none. I think they've also teamed up with WET, which is the company that did the Burj Khalifa downtown fountains. They also did the Bellagio in Vegas, and they've got a, a concept to do fire and water at the same time. So just imagine that. Yeah, I know. I've, I mean, I've, I've seen the video, I think, quite a few times when I take uh, yeah. clients there because they, cause they share the video all the time. <laughs> I was showing my friends that were over a few weeks ago um, before all this craziness happened and I was showing them that video. They were staying in the Atlantis and I showed them outside and they were like, oh my God, this is the dream. So I said, oh, yeah. like, when we're back in a few years, we'll be staying in that hotel. Yeah, I can't imagine what it's going to be like. The, the way I can describe the view is just like, you know those pictures you see when people are skydiving? And you get yeah. to see like the, the view of the palm. That's the only way I can yeah, describe yeah. like how you can see the actual overall view. Yeah, and as well, what's nice is the other side as well, where you've got just the endless ocean. I was I stayed in the Atlantis before and we stayed, I think, on the sixteenth floor, which is obviously not that high, you wouldn't think, but the view was just amazing. You can actually see the curve of the, the world. Yeah, hope there's no flat earthers watching because there's definitely a curve. Even for the 16th floor. <laughs> let's, not, let's not get into a flat earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so the apartment, so there is actually a super penthouse there, which is on the market, I think for 150 million. I think it's still there. I'm not sure if it's sold. Um, but for specifics of this uh, podcast and video, I would say the four bedroom sky court apartment is what okay. I would say for my best apartment in Dubai. It's still off plan. Um, I think the handover, you might know better than me, is next year, mid next year is the handover scheduled? I think it was originally, well, it's meant to be at the end of this year. Um, okay. But they are making a lot of progress on it from, from what I've seen, but it is such a like a humongous building. It is going to take yeah. time to, to get to the yeah. level of quality that they need before handing it over. Well, yeah, with a project like that, you've always got to expect some delays. Uh, although they were working full out on the projects, even, I think, two, three weeks ago, um, which perhaps they shouldn't have been with this uh, situation. But yeah, no, the, the, the construction industry is still ongoing. Like most projects, they're still, they're still developing. So whether it's Royal Atlantis, I saw something yesterday for SLS residences that they're still constructing. Uh, you know, yeah. you know my wife. She she's an architect. She works under construction, yeah. and they're still. She's not here now with me in the apartment. She's still going yeah. out to work at, at Wanzabil. So, yeah, it, yeah it's it, everything is still ongoing, which is is good that everything hasn't kind of come to a halt. But you have to also think of the health side of it. Well. It's good for the investors, and it's good for the yeah, it's good for the industry. But I just hope I see the numbers growing now for the virus. Yeah. I think another three hundred yesterday. And now we're at, I think, two thousand, almost 3,000 cases, which is a big uh, amount of cases. So hopefully. Yeah, I've seen the numbers have been going up, definitely. And even though there's whatever, all the procedures in place, whether they're wearing masks or gloves or they're having their temperature checked, it still seems, it's because it's such an invisible danger, you can't yeah. see where it is, then you know, any kind of precaution obviously mitigates the risk, but it still doesn't yeah. get rid of it completely. I know. I mean, I'm obviously no expert, so do not listen to anything I say, but I'd rather just have like super essential. Obviously you need your shopping. You might need to go to the hospital or you might need um, medication. But apart from that, I really think that if we can just all stay away from each other for maybe three weeks, then yeah. it's going to massively stop this. But I mean, this morning, for example, I'm in Marina Gate so select group i don't know what they're playing at but they've got workers cleaning the windows and yeah. you might only think there's like six people on this side but those six people would have had to travel you know they've had they would have had to catch the bus they'd have had to come through the lobby and it just really infuriates me how it's like for, for us you know white collar we've been told to go home and, and stay away from everybody but the workers and the laborers and the construction site people have still been carrying on yeah. Um, yeah, it's seeming to affect the like people most. Yeah, the people who are most vulnerable are, are the ones that are having to to brave it on the front line. Whether it's here or even in the UK or any other country as well. So you've got to, you know, everyone's been yeah. doing the, the clapping and everything for the health workers, but definitely they they're the ones at the at the front line who are taking the real brunt of this. I know. So hopefully the Dubai government, I'm sure they're going to be listening to this podcast. So definitely block it out. <laughs> Guys, please, please, uh, <laughs> please subscribe. <laughs> yeah. Um, so going back to the super, sorry, the, the four bedroom Skycourt apartment, 3,800 square feet over two floors. It's got a five, um, 
It's got a 5,000, hang on a minute, that can't be right. Oh yeah, 5,000 square foot terrace. So 3,800 built up, 5,000 square foot terrace with its own private swimming pool. That is my choice for the best apartment. That is quite ridiculous. A 5,000 square foot terrace that's bigger than most people's villas. So yeah, yeah, it is. So anyway, so I was going to ask you actually for a penthouse. Do you have a separate penthouse specifically? You do? I do yeah, I do. I've come well prepared. It's been okay. really difficult for me. These both of these projects, both on the palm. I mean, there's there's other projects as well which I really like, but the one palm by Omnia, managed by the Dorchester, uh, has got to be one of my favourite projects by a long way. Um, the fact that it's managed by the Dorchester and all that that's going to come with and bring is going to be um, something really special i know they've also got the dorchester in business bay and the two projects are actually linked by the jetties so they you get free transport um across from both um residences there's um yeah the famous penthouse sale which happened i think 103 million the top floor penthouse sold yeah last year and that would be my choice for the best penthouse in dubai difficult because obviously Royal Atlantis has got some pretty amazing penthouses, but just to mix it up a bit, I would say the One Palm. Yeah, you did. Well, you did a video recently, didn't you, at the One Palm? I'll, I did. I'll provide yeah. you a shameless plug for your, your videos, Liam. Thank you, mate. Appreciate yeah. that. Um, yeah, the project's amazing. You're going to have uh, the best amenities, as you can imagine. You're going to have private beach clubs. There's going to be a restaurant there. There's going to be landscaping done by the famous Vladimir Jurovic. Um, the incredible interiors by Elysian, the London um, company, and uh, Super Potato out of Japan have put together amazing color schemes and materials. You've got the kitchen appliances by um, Gaganau. You've got the toilets by Toto, Japanese Toto toilets, which are all automatic and pretty impressive. Um, construction by Multiplex, which are obviously one of the best construction companies out there. So. You can expect nothing but the best from the one palm. And uh, yeah, I would definitely go with a penthouse in there. Okay. So you've chosen like two projects on the palm. Yeah. Is there a reason? Do you, would you like, I know you live in Marina at the moment, but is palm like the destination where you'd actually want to live in like permanently? Uh, I would definitely want to live in one of those two projects. I think the palm overall is probably... A bit of a mix for me. It's a bit of a letdown. I think the developer, I'm not going to mention any names. I don't want to get in trouble, but one of the developers there hasn't really done themselves justice or done the country justice because, or the city, because when you think of Dubai and the Palm Jumeirah, you just expect amazing quality. And it should be like that, but it isn't. A lot of the projects that are done on the Palm aren't done to the best um, level of finishing. Yeah, you get uh, a big variety of standards, don't you? Yeah, so definitely, I think if you do get the right mix of quality um, and uh, location on the palm itself, then I would definitely like to live on the palm. I think the beachfront lifestyle is really good. I've lived in the Fermont before for a year, and that was really nice. When people came and visited, they spent all day on the beach, did all the water activities, water sports. Yeah, I, I really think the palm is a special place. Okay. But it's not my favorite community in Dubai. We're going to get onto that later. We'll talk about that later, I guess. Yeah. Um, so you mentioned the Fairmont there. And my next criteria was a service residence here in Dubai. So 
you can obviously have your normal residential properties, but there's also service residences, which are usually linked up to a hotel property. Um, what would be your favorite service residence here in Dubai for people who basically don't want to do housework and want to have five-star amenities on their, on their doorstep? Yeah, exactly. You know what? You caught me off guard on this one. For some reason, I, I went through all your criterias and I don't know why this is missing off my list. So I'm going to be thinking on the spot here. Um, I would have to say service residences. I'm going to have to go with the Armani okay. residence at the Burj Khalifa. That? Just iconic. I think uh, sticking with the theme of the biggest and the best so far, I think um, living in the Burj Khalifa. Actually, no, switch it up. I'm going to go with the Address Boulevard. Okay. Yeah, Again, why? what's the reason? Because I visited the, I, I visited it um, a few months ago for a meeting with a client and was just super impressed at the restaurants. Obviously, the view of the Burj Khalifa is amazing. Mm -hmm. uh, you get the fountains as well, um, right in the center of the city. Um, so, yeah, I would say the address Boulevard. Have, have you been to, well, in, in downtown, it's basically dominated by the address and yeah. now Vida as well. Um, yes, yeah. this residence. Have you been to Fountain Views yet, or not yet? Uh, I have actually. Yeah, Fountain Views is a good one. Yeah, there's there's so many. I can't think that quickly on the spot. Yeah, Address Fountain. I've been to Address Skyview as well. Yeah. Uh, I went to the restaurant there, uh, Silavi. Went to the bar. That's amazing. Okay, I've heard. Yeah, I've seen that was starting to get more popular. Obviously, before this yeah. this lockdown at the moment. Okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so. Let's move on. I think we'll start going on to the big boys now. No more apartments. Yeah. We'll start talking about yeah. the, the things that you work on more. Um, yeah. We'll start off with, with townhouses. What's your favorite townhouse? And I'm going to kind of, well, I'm going to let you answer it, but then just let me know why and yeah. you answer it in that way. Okay. Uh, you might not expect this. I'm going to say Shulamur townhouse. Okay. That's a curveball, yeah. Yeah, you didn't expect that, did you? Um, Solomon, I think what Morass do and what they've done at La Mer is amazing. They're famous for incredible um, family-orientated, family I can't say that word, orient, oriented um, projects. So at La Mer, they've got the Roxy Cinema, the Laguna Water Park. They've got those two amazing beaches with loads of boutiques, cafes, restaurants. Um, we always visit when my, my parents come over, we love Lamer, we spend a lot of time there. And I'm sure that the, uh, the sure Lamer townhouses, given Morass's um, history of developing really nice finishes, I think it, they're going to be incredible. The Italian Riviera style townhouses, they've got the five bedroom townhouse, which I would, would choose just under 10 million. So it is really expensive, but they're quite large. 6,800 square foot for a townhouse is, um, is definitely quite big and uh, yeah being on the beach with all that around would be a really nice place to uh, to live yeah that's well that's a good answer I, I wasn't expecting that but yeah it kind of caught me off guard I think people think of the the Surlamir because they're at a higher price point than the like the standard townhouses that you think of in Dubai people think yeah. of the more of more of a, a villa style just because of the size as well rather than it's just because they are adjoined that you call them technically a exactly. townhouse yeah. but those those five 
those five bed ones you mentioned are right on the on the waterfront as well and you get the spectacular views of the the downtown skyline so yeah great yeah. choice uh, yeah, I think that's I'm really, really I'm really looking forward to seeing that project finish. I'm, I want to see what they've done. The whole have you been you've been to La Mer, obviously. Yeah. Like where the summer is and those cafes and restaurants, it's a special place. They've done an amazing job. I love what yeah. Morassa do. Morassa is doing what other developers should have done from the start. So when people imagine what Dubai's like, like when I've got first time visitors that come over to stay with me, I always take them to City Walk, I always take them to JBR, I always take them to um, as well now and that really is what they expect Dubai to be like and uh, yeah keep up the good work morass yeah I think they've got the the waterfront developments on lock in in the city obviously blue waters was the most recent blue one. well yeah I forgot blue waters yeah yeah but then La Mer, of course they've got the apartments around the the harbor and then those townhouses as well so for a, for a location wise as well, it's it's perfect on the water and right in Jamira one. So you can't really ask more for that for a freehold exactly. property. Okay, exactly. um, moving on then. We're going to go to to villas, and I, I've got a feeling I'm actually I don't know I don't know if you might throw well, me on the curb, but <laughs> no, honestly, you won't guess this. Your gun. <laughs> you're not, not going to guess this. Okay, um, I'm so going to say for me. Um, Again, this is quite personal because, you know, I'm a massive golf fan, whatever you want to call it, golf geek, golf nerd. Um, so I love Jamiro Golf Estates. And I think what they've done, uh, Chisol have done with Hillside is amazing. And again, they bring a level of quality that's just not seen many places in Dubai. So the six-bedroom Hillside Villa, 16,000 square foot built up. Uh, I did do a video on my YouTube, which has been really popular. From people all around the world the quality is amazing they've got portuguese wood throughout they've got melee fixtures and fittings they've got travertine imported from turkey um, the layout's fantastic as well the basement or the man cave that they've got in those townhouses is incredible they've got this glass um, fronted garage which um, is the perfect place to showcase your ferraris and lamborghinis to all of your guests that come down and enjoy the basement area they've got the cinema and it's just a really clever design. They're not huge plots, so that might put some people off. But I guess in Dubai, a lot of the time it's really hot, so you don't tend to see places with big plots and gardens, but the, the rest of the villa is amazing. The view as well from some of the villas is incredible down the golf course. It's positioned on the Earth course, which is where they hold the race to Dubai finals, the DP 12 World Championship, um, which is a tournament I go to every year. And yeah, amazing. 24 million dirhams. I think they've got a few options left at around 24 million dirhams. I, yeah, that is definitely a, a great choice, I think, on Hillside. One of the things I think is really underrated is just the layout in that, in that, yeah. in that villa. It's simple, but there's so many uh, developers that just get it wrong. I, they just I get it really fundamentally wrong in the layout, whereas there they've, they've really used yeah, the space well. I love the... Um, the the whole top floor being um, sectioned off for the master suite. You've got the lounge area. You've got a little little bar area in your kind of private, um, you know, master suite. It's amazing. Okay. The bathroom, marble they've used, everything's brilliant. Yeah, it's it's a beautiful project and definitely one people should check out. There's only 20 villas in in that community. Um, yeah. Just on a tangent, you mentioned that you you like golf. Yeah. What's your favourite course in the way? 
oh, such a tough one because literally it's golf paradise. Um, I, I really think the Trump's underrated because of the area that it's in and because it's named Trump. People probably dismiss it, but the architect, Jill Hans, is really uh, renowned for incredible projects that he's done around the world. He's done work at Turnbury in Scotland. He's done work at um, Pinehurst in America as well, some, some famous courses there. And what he's done at the Trump is just insane. And for people that might not be uh, as into golf as I am, they've got a nine-hole golf course there, which is floodlit, and you can play in the evenings. And... It's the best. It's so good. The condition is incredible. Is that, so is that nine hole? Is that nine hole course uh, part of the eighteen or a completely separate nine hole? Separate, but it's a proper nine hole golf course. So you've got nine hole courses as well at uh, the Emirates, uh, and you've also got at Montgomery, mm -hmm. and they're just like Emirates is a little better, but they're not like they're not full par threes. Whereas when you go to the Trump, they've got some really long par three holes, like mm. almost 200 yards over a lot of water. And just, yeah, the way it's done is amazing. And open at night. It sounds like the, the Maidan course. The Maidan course, I think, is nine holes as well. The Maidan course is a proper uh, golf course. So they've got par threes, par fours, par fives. Yeah. And it's really challenging course. Um, people, I think, with the Maidan, you, you probably don't expect it to be that tough. I've only played it about three, four times, but I played it the other week and I thought it would be um, quite easy because I hadn't played there for a few years and I kind of forgot what it was about. But I went and I was, uh, it's a lot, there's a lot of water on the Maidan course. Yeah, I, I lost quite a few balls, mate. I'm not, I'm not as good as you, so <laughs> lost quite a few balls on that course. It's an expensive round in the end. <laughs> it's tough. It's yeah. Tough uh, but others, I really like Yas Links, which isn't in Dubai, it's in Abu Dhabi, but it's amazing. Um, Earth Course as well at Jamira is a favourite of mine just because I've watched it on the TV for so many years growing up watching the, uh, the European tour there and obviously the, um, the Emirates Majlis course where they have the Dubai Desert Amiga Desert Classic mm -hmm. um, where I was lucky enough to get VIP tickets this year for me and three of my friends and it was the best week of my life we were in golf paradise Martin Keimer came into the lounge I was chatting to him and yeah, we could, I could talk about golf all day, so we better change the subject quick. So, okay, I'll stop. I'll stop because <laughs> I was going to ask you more, but let's stay yeah, let's go. You can ask me more. The I'm, I'm really upset with the Masters not being on. Obviously, can't be helped. But this week is a special week for me. Today would have been the start of the Masters, so I would have been glued to the TV watching the Masters. Yeah, because Tiger, well, Ty Tiger hopefully would have been fit and looking to, to defend his title. I was actually going to ask you about the, the Tiger Woods course. I don't know if it's open yet. It's not open yet. It's under construction. I've been looking on Google um, Earth or Google Maps, and you can see that it's being worked on. It's quite far out, but I'm really excited to play that. Obviously, Tiger is um, one of my heroes, and to play one of his courses is going to be legendary. I can't wait to, to see what he's done yeah. there on that course. Do you know when it's when it's expected to finish? I've no idea. I've yeah. no idea. I've looked into it. Maybe um, the golf you can never tell because they start laying the foundations for the golf course like a long time in advance. But there's definitely grass on the ground, so hopefully it's not too far away. Maybe, yeah. Maybe. I'd love. And to also, yeah, I'd love to try. Uh, Top Golf as well is coming to the Emirates, so I can see from my balcony 
I, I don't know if you've been to Top Golf before, but they've got one in London. They've got one in Vegas as well. That's going to be really cool. I think a lot of people on the weekend are going to enjoy Top Golf. Yeah, have you played it in London? Because I used to live near where the Top Golf is in in Watford, okay. actually. So I used yeah, to go down there with my mates, and yeah, we used to play that. I've never played Top Golf before, but um, it looks really fun. It's it's a concert game, right? So you've got like zones. Like a, almost like a dartboard style bull. You got a bullseye, which I guess you get 100 points, and then it goes out in rings, and you get different points, and then you keep your score on the on the thing. Yeah, DJs and music. Exactly, it kind of gamifies it a bit. So you might even be the best golfer, but you can still lose to someone who just gets a bit bit lucky with yeah. where they hit the the shots. But then they have like double points, all of this kind of stuff. So it makes it it opens up the game to people who aren't into the the formal part of golf or they don't want to, you know, they don't need a handicap. They don't need to pay too much to get onto the golf course. They can just go and try out the game and have fun with it. I, I guess I'd put it somewhere between like uh, mini golf and like yeah, real, real yeah. golf, but it's much higher, much higher level than mini golf. Cause you're actually doing like a proper, yeah, proper, yeah, proper yeah. golf swing and stuff. But yeah, it's, it's great fun. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that coming. Hopefully that's going to be before the end of the year. So let's see. Okay. All right, moving on. Let's go on to the big boy, the mansion. If you're going to yeah. go to a mansion here in Dubai, what, what's your favorite? Well, you've got to go big, obviously, uh, keeping with the theme of what we've been talking about today. Um, finally, on to Dubai Hills, which is my, um, my area of uh, specialism, I guess. It's where I've decided to focus my efforts over the past two years. And the Mediterranean show mansion that Imar did has to be technically not on the market for sale, but, um, but yeah, it's still a very special villa. There, there was two that Imar did. One was a contemporary arabesque. The other villa uh, was a Mediterranean theme villa. And it was almost like, I, I explained it to people, imagine walking into Pablo Escobar's mansion. That's what it feels <laughs> okay. like. Um, you can almost hear the Narcos music coming on as you walk in. But um, yeah, a lot of character for a brand new property. Uh, which is what I what I really like. So they've just used the best materials and the layout's fantastic as well. Only six bedrooms, but lots of there's an an extra guest um, guest uh, room, which is a separate building to the house as you enter. The landscaping's amazing, looking directly onto the golf course, and in the distance you've got the incredible downtown uh, Dubai Khalif, Burj Khalifa skyline. Um, yeah. I would have to say the, uh, the Mediterranean mansion at Dubai Hills is the biggest and the best for me. Okay. And well, of course that, that mansion is on Hills Grove. Um, do you Hills think, Grove. Yeah. Do you think, well, Hills Grove, that part of, of Dubai Hills estate is going to become the, the premium location for mansions in Dubai? Or do you think Emirates Hills is going to hold on to their title or even throw in another area if, if you yeah. think? Going to be good question. I think that the Street of Dreams or Hills Grove is just the 26 mansions. I really do think so. A lot of villas at the moment haven't been constructed, they came as shell and core mansions, so a lot of them are still yet to be finished. But once that all gets finished, um, I mean, there's a pretty high profile resident staying there at the moment. I won't mention his name, um, for obvious reasons, but if they've chosen to stay there, then I think. Uh, it just shows how exclusive that area is and how private it is. And 
I know that a lot of the people that have bought there also own in Emirates Hills and they're planning to move over to Dubai Hills. So I think, yeah, I think that's going to be the, the most prestigious location in Dubai. Okay. Emirates Hills, obviously, is still going to be Emirates Hills. It's going to be the original. It's the Beverly Hills of Dubai. But that street in Dubai Hills is going to be special. And I think it offers great value. I just want to mention I've got a, a villa there that's on the market for 30 million. And uh, if you imagine that the villa that I just talked about, when finished, uh, sold for 97 million, uh, I think. Sorry, no, 78 million. This villa at 30 million, um, you know, finished to, to the same kind of standard would offer incredible value. Uh, and not only that, an amazing place to live as well. Yeah, and you, well, you mentioned it's an amazing place. Maybe just give the guys some idea if they don't know what Dubai Hills Estate is um, or where it is. What the maybe the top three things you you think about the community? I saved this for my last point, but I'll uh, we'll go into it now. Transition nicely into my favourite area in Dubai. Uh, <laughs> I have to say, I have to say Dubai Hills purely because I'm a bit biased and that's where I focus my efforts. Like I said before, and it really does have everything. Um, or will have everything. It's still under construction, but at the moment you've got um, just a perfect mixture. So if you're looking at village, you've got townhouses starting with the Maple Villas, um, with the three bedrooms starting off from uh, under two million. They'll start at about 1.7 million, uh, and they go up to sort of 2.4, 2.5 for the five bedrooms. You've got Sidra Villas, which are much larger independent villas, which are really nice. They've been really well done by Imar very well received, nice open plan, bright finishes, um, very modern and, and contemporary, which is great. Then you've got the apartments, loads of apartments coming up. They've got the boulevard, which is going to have shops, cafes, restaurants. You've got the mall, the central park, um, petrol stations and service stations dotted around the community. You've got the King's College Hospital, which is now open, which is an incredible facility. Uh, the mall is going to be the same size as the Mall of the Emirates. Um, going to have two metro stations coming in to, this, to the, uh, the community. There's a business district which hasn't really started yet, um, a commercial district which is going to be more towards Maidan and downtown. And I think the overriding positive for Dubai Hills is its location. So it's equidistant to both the marina side of the city and the north downtown side. So it's probably no more than 10, 15 minutes to reach either side of the city. Uh, really well connected on Al Kale Road. So the best area in Dubai for me, because it has it all from studios to the mansions that we just spoke about, is Dubai Hills Estate. Okay, uh, I had no surprise in that answer at all. But yeah, you've you've you've, you've hit the nail on the head in terms of uh, the location and all the amenities that Ima have have put into that community. They know how to build a community, yeah. and it, yeah. it really ticks all the boxes that anyone from all kinds of walks of life would want, yeah. whether we're talking about the mansions or we're talking about apartment living around the, around the, yeah, park. Like the, the studios at the collective it has everything. It's, it's really well put together. It's a flagship development, not only for Imar, but I think for Dubai as well. Um, this is going to be like the center of the city once it's finished. Yeah. For a, for a family community, it's, it's a great location and area yeah. for, for people to move into old schools around there's the gems school inside the community and then there's a number of other schools as well like the king's college you've also got um is it four mark as well and along that road regent school as well yeah. so just 
yeah, really well located for families. But yeah, perfect for that kind of home, school and work commute. It's yeah. super distant around the city, like you said. Okay, thanks for that, Liam. Uh, thanks for going through all of those uh, properties and communities, everything that you think is, is good in here in Dubai. And uh, I think there's some really good answers and opinions that you have. Some curveballs that I wasn't expecting, and that, yeah, that's a good thing. Um, I'm going to kind of transition and put you on the spot a little bit. I'm going to kind of do this with all my guests and do a kind of top five um, depending on the situation, who they are. Um, since we're kind of in this situation at the moment with being at home, COVID-19 pandemic, what are the top five things you want to do once this is all over and everything's back to normal? Good question. Um, okay, it's five, yeah? So yeah. first of all, I need to get back out on the golf course. I had a, a bit of a New Year's resolution this year to play more golf and it started well. I joined into like a social golf society. So we were playing every Tuesday on the par three. And then I was pretty much getting either a round in on the weekend or I was getting a good practice session in at Jamiro Golf State. So as soon as this is over, definitely want to get back out on the golf course and take advantage. Hopefully this doesn't last throughout the whole of summer because I was planning to get a summer membership um, at one of the courses. So hopefully even though it's going to be incredibly hot, I'd still really like to get out on the golf courses over the summer. Okay. Uh, number two, um, travel. This okay. year for me, I had a really good last, uh, year last year. So this year I had a lot of travel plans. We had a few weddings to go to back home. We had a wedding in Ireland, which I was really looking forward to. Um, I was going to play one of the best courses in the world at Royal County Down in Northern Ireland. And that doesn't look like it's going to happen now. So really annoyed about that. So yeah, definitely want to travel, want to go to London, want to go to uh, the UK, maybe Mauritius, um, maybe even New York as well. So a lot to do. So a lot to catch up. If, uh, if it doesn't happen this year, 2021 is going to be an amazing year. So Yeah, I think people are going to be, from being kept up inside, they're going to just want to go out and do stuff afterwards. If, 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 if exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, what else? I, I was going to say, um, maybe get a haircut. <laughs> so yeah, you can see uh, it's been, do you know what the problem is? Usually I get my haircut about every two or three weeks and it got up to the three week point just before this lockdown started. So we're probably about six weeks in now and I'm well in need of a trim. What, I'm not, what, I've not been brave enough to do it myself yet with my clippers. Are you going to yeah. let the missus have a go at it? Or? Thanks. No, we've had, I've made that mistake before, Lloyd, and it didn't end well. <laughs> okay. So I'm just going to leave it. I've also got a mono brow coming through now, which you might be able to see. Okay. Just, just um, yeah, just the, the grooming's gone out the window, hasn't it? I'm still clean shaving, which I think is good, but just going to let the hair grow and see how we get on. Okay. Uh, what else? But yeah, what else have you got? We'll, we'll put that as number three. We'll pick that as number three. Number four is go out uh, for some really nice meals, restaurants. We, we always like to go out and enjoy um, the amazing restaurants that we have in Dubai. Um, one of my favorites, I will pick Cipriani's in DIFC, or Cipriani's, okay. we'll call it. Um, yeah, definitely going to book a nice meal there once all this is over. Okay. And then finally, number five, 
probably say have the boys round for UFC. So I've got UFC Arabia and every Sunday that there's a big fight on, I get a couple of my friends to come over and we watch the UFC. We order a pickle burger from JLT. Okay. Have you tried it? Yeah, yeah. I had, well, you know what? At the moment, because we're cooking at home so much, been you know, not ordering out hardly at all. But last okay. weekend, we're, not, like, we're, we're just not. doing one a week and we got pickle for, for that kind of treat. It's it's the best. Yeah. It is the best. I've only started having pickle about two or three months ago. And yeah, I never order anything else now. It's the best. I get the barbecue I get the double barbecue cheeseburger. Okay. I well, I tried the chicken one. What's it called? Chicken sando, I think it's called. Sando chicken, yeah. Yeah, chicken sando. And then I tried the beef one last week. Yeah, and it was it was really you, good. You can eat spicy food, right? Did you yeah, get the yeah. uh, extra spicy one, the top one? No, no, I haven't. No, I, I didn't. Just for protection. Really? Well, that would be perfect right now. It might. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> Andrew came the other day to pick up his access card for the parking, and that's the first time I've been outside the apartment in about three weeks. And I went down, and he had to go to the office to get something. And yeah, and yeah, he had those gloves from from Pickle. Okay. From, he was just spice spice. Yeah. So they come in, come in. Good use. Um, you, did you hear about this uh, thing from Dana White? And you mentioned the UFC that they're planning to host some of the events on a on a private island. It's madness, isn't it? Yeah, next weekend, I think the 18th, they've got Tony Ferguson and Justin Gaethje. I just don't know how they're going to pull it off because after a UFC fight, um, most of the roster has to go. Um, not the roster, but most of the people that fight on the card have to go to hospital afterwards. Obviously, if they've broken anything or they've had concussion, so that's something that uh, is just baffling me how they're going to figure that out because they might be able to have the fight with not that many people uh, getting together. But then, if the fighters have got to go to hospital, obviously that's taking up space from perhaps those that really need the space. So I don't know. Obviously, he's figured something out. So it'll be interesting to see how he does it. Yeah, it's going to be interesting how they do all sports when it finally gets up and running, whether it's behind closed doors or, or anything like that. We'll see. It's mad because even like football, when you think about it, even if they didn't have any fans watching, you've still got, uh, you know, squad members, you've still got the, the support staff. There's still going to be at least 50 people, I would say, coming to the game. So yeah. Football's going to be a difficult one, I think. Yeah. I've got a friend who works like quite hard at F1 and they're just having a you know, difficulty because it's, you know, you're talking about football might be 50 people for F1 teams. It's about a thousand people. So yeah. just like, even if they do it behind closed doors, the logistics of just moving all those people around is just crazy. It's not going to work, is it? I don't think. Um, golf as well. Golf just, I was looking forward to the Masters so much. I'm not saying it again, but for me, the Masters is like a special time. It signifies the start of the golf season. Yeah. Um, in the UK, obviously, you've just got through the winter and now you can go outside. The clocks have changed, so you can play golf in the evenings as well. It's just a special time and they've moved it to November now. So it's the first time the Masters is going to be played in November, which is going to be really interesting to see. The Open's cancelled. I was planning to go to the Open this year. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's more important things to worry about. <laughs> the golf tournament. about golf not being on, but yeah, it's just mad. I, I think everyone's just, gonna, they're, everyone's just going to appreciate it more when when everything is you know, back and running. Whereas before, you might have just been like, oh, you you learn to yeah. to see what you really you really miss. 
Yeah, you've got to take the positives from it. I guess it puts a lot of things into perspective. Like the UK now, I think 60,000 cases I saw this morning. Um, it's just, it's very scary. You know, you just got to appreciate your health a lot more and the fact that my family's safe and well, touch wood, it stays that way. So I'm just really happy that everyone's okay. And it just, it must be awful for the families that are affected because the worst part is you can't even go and, and spend time with um, the family that are ill. And yeah, my heart really goes out to people that are affected with this virus because it's not just the fact that people are losing their lives. It's the way in which it happens in isolation, which is terrible. Yeah, that'd be the worst thing. Like that would be my fear, definitely. If something happens back home to family, then yeah. see we're stuck here. We can't travel. We can't see them at all. So it's yeah, it's, yeah, it's very it's hoping for the hoping for the best and just everyone keeping safe and at home. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, we'll try and end this on a positive, Liam. Yes. Thanks for coming on the podcast slash vodcast today. Um, if you want to let the guys, the viewers know about your social media and all the stuff that you do as well, just so yeah. that they can go and check out your podcast or whatever else you want to mention, then yeah, go ahead. Sure. So we've got the Dubai Life podcast, um, which is on iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, any way that you listen to, um, to podcasts, Google Play as well. Um, there's about 12 episodes that I did on there. Um, I'm planning to do a lot more. I've been very lazy on the podcast, but I need to keep that going. Uh, obviously, Instagram, you can follow me at Liam Jeffrey DXP. It's Jeffrey spelled J E F R E Y. Um, so, Liam Jeffrey DXP on there as well. Facebook, um, you can follow me on Facebook as well if you want. Just Liam Jeffrey and YouTube, um, which is probably my most popular. Uh, platform i've got 18,000 followers now 18,400 which i'm really happy about um some videos have done really well and it's just liam jeffrey dubai i think if you search that you should see some of my videos come up okay all right thanks for that liam and uh, thanks for coming on this first podcast of uh, real to talk no problem Hope mate I really enjoyed it. great thanks for coming and uh, i'll see you guys on the next podcast thanks lloyd see you mate Bye-bye.